Last week, I uh, actually it was at the uh, convention we went to, uh, a minister there talked about how that a lot of religions almost seem to have a religion of unbelief. And what, it, what he was, I understood exactly what he was saying. Uh, in other words, if you tell, often if you tell someone, um, I keep the Sabbath, then they will give you a list of why that's not important. If you tell someone you keep the holy days, they will click off a list of why that's not important either. If you tell someone you keep the uh, dietary laws, they will begin to, and this is especially true for religious people, they'll begin to give you a list of why, they don't, why that's not important either. And that's what he meant by a lot of people have a religion of unbelief. Let me prove to you why I don't believe the Bible. It was a very powerful statement, but I started thinking about that, and then I started, okay, I, I thought about that sometimes we have our own religion of unbelief. There are certain things that we're just not willing to believe. And often our, our own version of, of religion of unbelief would go something like this. Let, let me come up with a reason why this is not going to work. This, this will not work for me. Uh, it can be in the form of, well, let me come up with a reason why I don't feel like I'm going to be healed. Uh, let me come up with a reason why this temptation is just too much for me to handle. There is no way of escape. Let me come up with a reason why the pit I have dug, there is no way out. And that's what I mean by our own religion of disbelief, unbelief. We come up with reasons why, very quickly sometimes, why wow, this just isn't going to work for me. You know, it's like Murphy's Law. If anything can go wrong, it will. <laughs> I used to have a plaque that said that. I think my mother gave it to me. <laughs> Not sure what she was doing there. <laughs> but I think I said something, uh, you know, about everything going wrong. And, and I didn't know about Murphy's Law at that time. She had, there was a little plaque that said, you know, if anything go, can go wrong, it will. And often, uh, bad things come to us in pairs. You ever notice that? I mean, it's, it's like a lot of times if something bad happens, yeah, it's something else on the, on the tail end of it that's going to happen also that's very bad. And how easy it is for us when bad things come to us in pairs just to resign, to give in, to throw in the towel, and to give ourselves over, I guess, to a religion of unbelief. Now, what I want to talk about today, and the title of this message is Dedicated to God's Goodness. And uh, I guess it's something I want you to do to, from this po point forward, to make it a point, to be dedicated. I'm dedicated. I don't know about you. I don't know about the rest of the world. I don't know about anybody else. But I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm going to be dedicated to God's goodness. And the word dedicate means devote, intended only for one purpose. Now think about that. And that one purpose is for God's goodness. I am dedicated to God's goodness. And uh, I've written myself my own little motto here. It goes like this. God, I have settled for second best for too long. My religion of unbelief stops today. God, you created me for one purpose, to be devoted to your goodness. Today, I dedicate my life 
to seek and pursue only your goodness. That's pretty powerful. Dedicate it to God's goodness. Now, in Psalms 23 and verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me 50% of the time. <laughs> Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me part of the time. I've got a part-time, you know, mercy and goodness God. <laughs> Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me until I commit sin. Uh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me unless you don't know my past, unless you come from a dysfunctional family system. And that's it. It's over with. No, no goodness and mercy for you. <laughs> All the reasons. Some of us worship a part-time goodness and mercy God. We know He can do it, but it's just, you know, it's just so much. So what happens when you just can't see the goodness and mercy of God in your life? Well, <clears throat> this verse in Romans 8 and verse 28, I think you all know this verse. You could probably quote this one. and It says this, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. That all things work together for good. Did you know it doesn't say that all things that happen to you are, are, are going to be good? It just says that they all will work toward your good. And I think a lot of people look at that and they think, well, all things are going to be good for me. <laughs> no. No, it says that God is able to make it work for your good. God is painting a picture, you know, a tapestry that, that can turn out very good. And even in the areas where we mess up and we, we mess up big time, God can take all of that and work it to your good. So if this is true, then the missing element is if we know that all things can work together for good, then the missing element for all of us is going to be we have to be dedicated to God's goodness. We have to dedicate ourselves for that purpose. Devote. Now, I want to look at a picture. I want to turn here of what being dedicated to God's goodness looks like. It's found way back in Genesis 32 and verse 24. Let's turn there. Genesis 32 and verse 24. We're looking at a picture of what it would look like. What does it mean to be dedicated to God's goodness? And it's the story of Jacob, and it says in Genesis 32 and verse 24, it says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. That's what Jacob said. He said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. So when we look, take a, you know, this is a picture of what it would mean to be dedicated to God's goodness. I, I'm not, I'm going to hold on. I'm not going to let it go until you bless me. I think a lot of times we are dedicated to whatever comes our way. 
you know, what, what was the Doris Day song, you know? Yeah, whatever will be, will be. That's what we're dedicated to. You know, whatever will be, will be. You know, it's just whatever. Sometimes we surrender without even a fight. And this is an example of a man fighting with God and wrestling with God. And I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Now, you know, I think of these areas. I know of two areas that this is really relevant that we often give up without a fight. One is temptation. Temptation. You know, temptation really is, I think they all have one thing in common. It involves uh, being tempted to do things our way. It, it, you know, it's immediate, often it is immediate gratification your way. I'm going to get this gratification right now my way. And all temptations fall into that category. You know, it's, it's that little bit of pleasure you can get right now. Gratification right now. It's getting things our way. Temptations, they all have that. And, and often we, we don't hold out for the big thing. You know, we don't hold out and, say, and realize what's dedicated to God's goodness. Just If I would just resist this, what is just right around the corner? is God's goodness. If I just hold out for it, instead of just giving in, giving in. Because the goodness God has in store for me is nothing compared to this temporary gratification by yielding to this temptation. It's no comparison there. But often we don't look at it that way. We, we, we would rather just give up without a fight. No, and I'm not, I'm not gonna resist, resist this. I'm just gonna give in, I'm gonna yield to this. And we, we may never know what was just right around that corner. If we would just, you know, hang in there and fight and resist a little bit, not give in, not yield to it, we never know what God might have had for us just right around the corner, the goodness of God. Another thing I've been struggling with, and especially since uh, Angela had her little accident back there, was th this area of healing of being dedicated to God's goodness. I think a lot of times we ask for healing and we say, well, you know, we're anointed or whatever and we say, well, God didn't heal me and that's that. <laughs> Too bad. And we settle for that. We settle for that. We just say, well, he didn't heal me. And I was thinking about this. You know, I, I uh, personally, me, I've anointed her tw Ansel twice. Nothing happened. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to settle for that. After all, I'm dedicated to God's goodness. <laughs> and I thought, you know, really all this, I believe if God heals, if I lay my hands on a person, that if that person is healed, then at that moment God has given me the gift of healing, at least for that one time. Or it may stick with you for a while, I don't know. But, but God, when he uses an instrument, he gives that person the gift of healing. I thought, okay, it's obvious what has happened here. I, I don't guess... I don't have the gift of healing that time. Yeah. And, but not to settle for that. To think, and, and so I, I remembered something that Janie, you said about Freddie. You had mentioned, I've heard you mention this twice, that you thought Freddie had the gift of healing. And I thought, okay, instead of just giving up on this, why don't I ask Freddie to anoint her? And so hopefully he'll come down in a couple of weeks or something. You know, I've, I've invited him out. And when he comes out, let's see if he can do it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, why would we just settle and say, well, no, that's just it. God, God does. 
Well, no, the truth is he hasn't used me as an instrument to heal. And then we can agonize, well, maybe it's faith and maybe it's my faith and, and, and whose faith or whatever. But no, you know, we need to not give up so easily in these areas and be dedicated to God's goodness. And, and the scriptures, you think about all the scriptures that talk about, remember the scripture about the unjust judge and he spoke a parable unto him to this end that men ought to always pray and never faint. And, you know, in the scripture says, Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continuing coming she wearies me. You know, I, I've, I've wondered, can you weary God? Can you wear God out? You know, just keep, keep coming back to be dedicated to God's goodness. To be dedicated. And I don't know at what point you're supposed to say, Okay, this is the will of God. I, mean, I don't know the answer to that. I do know that often we just give in too quickly and we surrender to, okay, whatever it will be, will be, and that's it, and, and I just have to accept this. But what I'm talking about is being dedicated to God's goodness. And you remember the guy that, that he wanted bread and he, and he goes to a friend's house and he keeps knocking on the door and knocking on the door and... and and the scripture says, because of his importunity, in other words, he wasn't ashamed to ask. He just kept knocking and knocking and asking and asking. And finally the guy got up and said, here's your bread. Get out of here, you know. <laughs> I can't really imagine what I would do if someone showed up at my house midnight asking for something. I would, because I love to sleep, you know. I got a little sound thing that, that I, I bought recently. It makes noises. It's like I can listen to rain or the ocean and... I don't, even, I don't even wake up at night anymore. I'm just out of it. It's sort of, it's soothing. It's soothing. Because without that, I hear the dogs barking all night. It drives me crazy. But anyway, Jesus said, and I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. For everyone that asks receives, and, and to him that seeks shall find. And to him that knocks, it will be opened. Have, you know, have you ever met people that seem to exist for one purpose, and that is to worry. I've met a lot of people like that. It, it seems like the reason God put them on the earth is so they can worry about things. And that's what they do. They're good at worrying about things. And I think, okay, all right, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I'm dedicated to God's goodness. <laughs> uh, well, I'm worried about, and then just fill in the blank. What are you worried about right now? Just, just think about it. Just go through a list of things you, I am worried right now about whatever it may be. And then think, okay, fine, but I'm dedicated to God's goodness. Well, I'm worried about the economy. Fine, you probably should be. <laughs> but I'm dedicated to God's goodness. God will take care of you. I'm worried at the end, the, the world's going to end. You know, well, or whatever, you know, but, but I'm dedicated to God's goodness, you know. The tribulation, I'm worried about the tribulation, but I'm dedicated to God's goodness. You know, a thousand will fall on your right side and a thousand and eleven, no plague shall. I am dedicated to God's goodness. So <clears throat> we have to sort of wrap our minds around there. The promise is there. And again, I want you to think about the goodness of God is just around the corner. When you're lost, you know, sometimes we lose our way in life. And as Christians, you know, we, we temporarily lose our way when you're lost. 
think about, be dedicated to God's goodness. When, when you fall short, when you sin, think about, okay, you know, where, you know, grace abounds where there is sin. The grace of God is more powerful. Think about God's goodness when you fall short. When you're in the storms of life, think about the goodness of God is just around the corner. <clears throat> but we do have to fight for it, I believe. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Dedicate it to God's goodness or simply accepting whatever comes our way. Resigning ourselves to whatever comes my way. So again, I want to repeat this little motto here. God, I have settled for second best for way too long. My religion of unbelief in this area stops today. God, you created me for one purpose, to be devoted to your goodness. Today, I dedicate my life to seek and pursue only your goodness.